welcome to my podcast which is all about changing your business and money reality this is your master money coach dr gaurav dekha and you are money hello my friends how have you been you know i had a very tumultuous week i would say my father was here in delhi because he had to go through a surgery and then i was running around between home and hospital and i didn't have a lot of time to focus on work and there is also you know sort of making me think because adeps my money and business coaching program it's just around the corner it's um we are opening the portal for adeps on the 1st of october and 8th of october onwards the live coaching calls begin and in the beginning i was feeling uh really overwhelmed that oh my dad is here uh, mom is also here and then we have to go through the surgery and then all the nitigrities of being in the hospital getting all the papers done insurance and all of that basically and then also managing work posting on instagram writing mails recording the podcast a lot of stuff and then i sort of sat down and asked myself that okay what if i just allowed myself to slow down you know what is the worst thing that can happen if i just slow down and you know the answer to that question was very simple it was okay some amount of work will be done later and is it okay for me to get those work done later and i and then i came to the realization that it's okay for me to slow down it's okay for me to not meet my own deadlines because you know those deadlines were not given by uh, by someone else it's not like an authority sitting on top of my head and telling me that god you have to get this done on 1st of october you have to get this done on 5th of october <laughs> things like that and then i realized that okay we are we set our own deadlines they are they are good because they help us you know they keep us at our toes and they help us do things in a certain order with a certain amount of discipline but then um uh, in moments like these in situations like these we can allow ourselves to become slow and then one of my friend you know tarot reader she called me up and she said that gorov six planets are in retrograde you know including mercury <laughs> so uh you know things are going to slow down a lot of old stuff is also going to come up but this is also the time for great transformation because if you do not resist it and allow it to move through you and and you remain in the flow of it it's going to bring realizations and insights and ways of life that you may not have ever imagined and then i allowed myself to do that and finally um my dad's surgery is over you know it was a nasal surgery so we had to send him by a train instead of a flight because the cabin pressure uh might interfere with his um newly um uh, formed septum you know he went through a septoplasty and all of that and uh and then i went and uh uh we got we got them into the train they left and finally i am back to my work i am fi- finally back to my uh rhythm you know this is monday i'm recording this podcast on monday and and today i you know i'm looking at 
the list of work that I have for myself this week because this Saturday, this coming Saturday, 1st of October is when we are starting the portal of ATEPS. And in my head, I had this thing that, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to write the orientation message. I have to make sure that the videos of the modules are well aligned. I have to see if the workbook is in place, all of those things. And in my head, they all felt like, you know, a lot of work. I have to write promotional emails. I have to write my Substack emails. By the way, if you know, you people listening to this podcast, you know, if you haven't subscribed to my Substack, believe me, I speak the truest stuff there. You know, I speak all my stories and I coach you through the stories of my life, basically. So it's my email coaching gift to all of you. So go ahead and do subscribe, drgauravdeka.substack.com. Anyway, I was digressing, coming back. So I had all of these things in my head that, oh my God, I have to do this and I have to do that, you know, because the launch is coming near. And we had this grand ideas of, oh, how a launch is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look very uh, grand. It's supposed to look fabulous. One has to do a lot of work if a new program is being launched. And all of that went poof in my brain because I realized that, well, I accomplished all the work. When I write down the things that I have to do this week, there is not a lot. I can truly accomplish them by just working for two to three hours. And in my head, they felt really, really big. And they felt big because launching a program, you know, uh, running around for my dad's health, you know, being at the hospital, coming home and figuring out what to do, what not to do, how to maneuver and navigate uh, my work with all that was going on. I was embroiled in this, um, I would say, trauma response, right? And, and my body was reacting to everything that was going on because for my body, it was a lot, Right. However, when I do write down the number of tasks that I need to do this week, it's not a lot. And suddenly there is this um, reality check. And I realized that, oh, wait a minute. My body was actually uh, in this hamster wheel of trauma response because I was so overwhelmed and I was so reactive. My thinking was reactive. My actions were reactive. And then I was imagining that, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot to handle. There's a lot to handle. And that's not true at this moment right? So there's a nice breeze going on outside at this moment from my room where I'm doing this recording. And this is what I wanted to speak in today's episode. I wanted to speak about the version of you that finds success. Okay. Recently, I saw a post on Instagram that said, you know, all therapy is trauma therapy. And while there are many kinds of therapy, right? There's CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. There is REBT, rational emotive behavior therapy, DBT, art therapy, play therapy. And they are all behavioral in nature, right? Even the deliberate thought building process that I teach you um, in, in ATEPS. Some of you already know about the DTB, deliberate thought building process. Even that is about examining your thoughts, you know, going into your feelings, knowing what feelings are going to uh, help you 
uh, have the thoughts that can lead you to your desired result. It's it's a way of writing down the beliefs that you want to believe about the world, about yourself, about things that you want to accomplish, right? That's why it's called deliberate thought building process, right? And we do it in a very, very systematic manner inside ATEPS, wherein I teach people to think in a certain way so that they can accomplish what they have in mind as a result, okay? However, a huge part of it is also behavioral, but that's not the only thing that I teach inside ATEPS. Inside ATEPS, I also take you through a journey into the roots of your feelings, into your body. Also, figure out where in your family those feelings can come from. That these belief systems are not formed in a vacuum. They are formed inside systems, inside families. So we make this journey of going into the roots of uh, your blockages, your feelings. So I was saying that most of the therapeutic work that I've mentioned is behavioral in nature, right? However, every behavior is actually an action, like we see in the DTB also, that it, there, there's an action which must motivate you to um, reach your desired result. And every action is motivated by a feeling, and these feelings are a result of the way we think, isn't it? Like we saw in Brooke Castillo's model, CTFAR, she says that a thought brings up a feeling, a feeling brings up an action, and an action brings up a result, right? So it's our thoughts that keep coming up on a daily basis from the moment we wake up to the moment we sleep, 60,000 thoughts appear and you know on a daily basis around and we go through a roller coaster of emotions and each emotion seamlessly slips into the other like waves of an ocean, isn't it? So at the core, when we are working with a client, our primary motive as a coach must be to go deeper into where those feelings of the client come from, right? These feelings that do not help the client to move ahead, that's the reason they have come to you, that they have a problem and they are not able to overcome that problem because there are feelings about that problem that they are not able to resolve. Your job is a, as a coach, as a trauma-informed coach also, is to not only help them witness and know that emotion and that feeling, but also help them you know, go into the roots of that feeling for where they come from, because most of the time, the feelings have roots in the past. For example, when they constantly find themselves overspending, then it is important to go deeper than just controlling their overspending, right? Control your overspending to what motivates the overspending because there is a there is a feeling that motivates the overspending right so just by controlling the impulse um you can't achieve the desired result so you have to look into the impulse what is the impulse like if they close their eyes and focus on that feeling where might they feel it in their body i i would let go of their rational brain um and tell them where in the body do you feel it and explore that feeling. In trauma work, we allow people to drop away and give away their rational thinking brain and the analyzing brain and take them inside their bodies. We take them to the origin of those feelings. Because you see, without witnessing and inquiring into those feelings, simple motivation work, behavioral work or control work um, inspirational quotes are not going to work. We may feel that our 
individual will, our willingness is the end all and be all of all our actions, you know? Like people say, just do it. It's a question of will. And that, you know, we may feel that they, that we can always control them, control our will and align our will in a way we want. But trauma prevents us from doing that, right? So when we have been through um, traumatic experiences, like um, we were shamed publicly for something we did and we internalized it. We were punished while others laughed at us, maybe in school. Our parents broke up and went through a divorce and we felt responsible for that event. Maybe our dad lost money and we had to go through a severe bout of poverty and that was traumatic. We were compared to our siblings and we did not feel enough. All of these events have power over us. And they have power because as a result of these events, our brains literally um, changed. Our brains can actually change in response to trauma. Norman Deutsch had written in his book, um, The Brain That Changes Itself. He talks about how trauma changes brain structure, not just brain neurochemistry, but actually physical and anatomical structure. So you may imagine rocks and pebbles on the shore of a sea and the waves keep hitting. And over a period of time, their shape, the shape of those rocks and pebbles changes. Ridges are formed, you know, lines deepen into the rocks. That is exactly how brains also change. And you may say, oh, well, that's because the waves kept coming again and again, right? Over a long period of time. So what about traumas? And that is exactly what I want to reveal to you, that traumas have a repetitive quality. People have flashbacks. People have somatic reactions, nightmares. Their bodies start responding to stress quicker. The traumatic experiences keep revisiting like the waves of the ocean. And it happens because, well, it is beyond cerebral memory. The memory that we use to remember things actively is the cerebral memory, but there is a memory beyond that, which is the somatic memory, or we can call it the body memory, right? So the body remembers it. Basil van der Kock had written in his book, The Body Keeps the Score, and he points out that how the body actually keeps the memory of the trauma alive and replays it again and again and again. And this memory is not a rational one. Like where, where did I keep my documents? Or where is my toothbrush? You know, the things you do on a daily basis, like walking into your office, knowing where your car is parked, knowing which project you completed yesterday and which one must you take up today. All of these are a result of your cerebral cognitive memory, right? But the not, in, not that you feel in your stomach when you go for a Zoom call. The sharp pain you feel when someone rejects your offer. The fear that you experience in your gut when you put up a promotional post and no one signs up for that offer. The jitteriness you experience when you are showing up in the world and constantly wonder if someone's gonna shame you, say bad things to you. These are responses that emerge from your body. Even if you feel that they are showing up in your mind, in your brain, the truth is they are inside your body. The body memory 
even though it's subtle, is very powerful. It may not reveal in a rational way, but it's not the job of any memory to be rational. It's actually the job of the prefrontal cortex of your brain to make any memory rational, to rationalize basically. That's the part of your brain whose job is to rationalize. So what keeps trauma and trauma responses in the body is actually memory. It is because of the memory of our traumatic experiences that we cannot choose and act towards the desired results sometimes. Even if we know that we must, we can't. Something prevents us. Like I may know that I just need to make two posts on Instagram in a day and then people might start DMing me and I have to do it con consistently uh, you know, to make my offer. And, they, and then people would reach up and eventually convert to clients. But I'm also exhausted the moment I wake up in the morning and I just cannot do what I want to do. Right? That's one example. Another is, let's say you procrastinate and you know that if you just give yourself two straight days to write down your ebook, you can send it out to your audience and some of them are going to reach out to you for one-on-one -on -one work and you still don't do it. A fear shows up, a kind of insecurity grabs you by your throat, grabs you by your chest, right? These are responses locked in your body. Similarly, as a coach, when you have to show up and uh, concurrently, there are voices like, you are not good enough. You know, you're an imposter. Nothing is going to work for you. And when you have to ask for money to your clients and you feel deeply, deeply apologetic, you know, your hands start trembling, your face is covered in sweat, memories of past events, you know, they start flooding through your brain, right? These are trauma responses. They are locked in your body because of memory. Therefore, Healing is not just behavioral modifications, my friend. You can't control, you can't change, you can't just change your behavior and bring healing. No, right? Because having a very conscious experience and understanding uh, of where these memories, where these difficult feelings reside, come from is important. You have to go there. Because you see the version of you that succeeds, the version of you that uh, transforms the world, the version of you who makes that money, the version of you who uh, comes up with this great business, right? The one who becomes successful. That version of you can only transform, can only appear when it is no longer controlled by the power of that memory of those things that hold you back. You are not a victim of society or culture, but you are a warrior of memory. What you truly have to fight is the memory of those feelings that prevent you from moving ahead. And we cannot fight memory just by throwing it away, discarding it, by forgetting. A lot of people in the in, uh, early part of my career would come to me and say that, uh, Dr. Gaurav, why don't you hypnotize me and make me forget that breakup? 
make me forget that horrible episode I went through with my mother. You know, make me make me forget the fear that I feel when I climb onto a stage and start, you know, speaking. And I'd say that is not possible. We can work with that memory. We can work on reducing the charges of that memory, the kind of impulses it brings in your body, the kind of responses your body shows up, you know, uh, the kind of activation that happens, right? High energy activation and you go into this free state or um, flight stage or, or fight stage. We can work on that. That can be reduced, but not the memory because we can't discard it. We can't forget it. We have to process the memory and the feelings that the memory brings, creating space for new feelings. Because without working on the previous memory and without processing the feelings, you cannot have space inside your body for new feelings. These new feelings are the feelings that you wanna choose in order to succeed, in order to contribute to the world. This is a strange but profound realization that memory is found in every single thing on this planet, isn't it? even in a drop of water. You know, Masuro Emoto was a you know, Japanese author who showed how human thoughts and feelings affect the shape of water and the crystals it forms. Memory, therefore, is the very nature of being on this planet, on planet Earth. And therefore, when we are moving towards a different goal, making a different choice in our life, like, choosing to sleep at 10 in the night instead of one, choosing to write emails to your database instead of mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, choosing to show up without shame in a discovery call, selling without the fear of rejection, quoting your day job, you know, quitting your day job, sorry, and choosing to go slow. Uh, we are fighting with one great aspect of consciousness and that aspect is memory. Because you know, why memory exists on this planet? Because this is a planet of inclusion. By memory, we can ensure that everything and everyone is included, even the past, because you can remember them and then remember them. You can remember them. Memory is therefore a tool of love that makes sure every member is remembered. And it's not a tool of trauma. I really want to highlight this point to all of you, you know, only if I could forget that breakup, only if I could, you know, get over that past version of mine that I'm so ashamed of, only if I could, you know, uh, let go of that feeling of revenge that I have, that I have every single day that blocks me from forgiving them. And we may think that it's the memory that prevents us. But memory is a tool of love. That's why I said you're a warrior of memory because memory is a tool of love. It's not a tool of trauma. This is something I also teach even in my family uh, constellations, that we have cerebral memory, then we have body or somatic memory, and then we have field memory, the memory that is present in every single object on this planet, the memory that is present in time and space, 
like how in family constellations, the memory of an event that happened many, many years back, um, for example, the Holocaust or the India-Pakistan partition, um, those memories show up sometimes, memories of how the um, you know, great-grandfather was murdered and no one knew about that story or how the 12th generation ancestors were imprisoned as slaves. All of these stories come to life, even if these memories may not be uh, a part of someone's um, personal experiences. How do they come to life even when no one cognitively knows about it? When it's not a part of anyone's personal experience? Like your personal experience of some argument with your father or your personal trauma of losing a sibling or your personal childhood experience of a forced migration or dad losing a business or moving through a war or living in the times of political conflict. These are personal experiences. But what we discover in constellation work is not personal experiences. These are experiences of other people who have lived thousands or hundreds or you know, 20, 50, 80 years back which means that memory is independent of our personal traumatic experience. Even if the memory of the traumatic experience casts a heavy shadow on us, it makes us immobile and uh, choose something else. Because to choose something else would mean to fight what needs to be remembered, relived and reintegrated. So my dear friends, my beloved coaches and healers and therapists and entrepreneurs, I want you to know that the dream business that you have, the dream personality that you wish to cultivate, the changes that you want to bring to your life and even to the lives of your clients, the contributions that you want to make, the money that you want to make, all of these require new choices, new habits, and a new movement. But in order to do so, you have to be able to honor what was before. You have to be willing to choose to witness what happened way back in the past. And the feelings and forces those events brought into, brought to your life, right? Because without working on the root, you won't be able to choose new choices and new feelings. And in ATEPS, we don't, we just don't plainly motivate people and beat them through their shit to get this done, get that done. We don't do that in ATEPS. You know, people ask me, you talk so much about choice and you know so much about exercising the desired thoughts and feelings to create money, to sign up clients, to make your business successful. But what if people just cannot have access to their desired thoughts and feelings? good feelings. What if people just can't create feelings of excitement and joy and curiosity? And I say, yes, because thoughts and feelings aren't created in vacuum. They are a result of what already exists in the system. And without examining what happened inside the system, inside the family, inside their bodies, we cannot transcend them. So as I was saying that inside ATEPS, we just don't make money. We do, because we do some, you know, motivational, inspirational or pumped up coaching, you know, where we challenge people's thinking patterns and control behaviors and beat the shit out of them through regimes and disciplines. We don't do that. But we actually take people 
I actually take people through a safe, warm journey to, to, their, to where their feelings come from, the root of the memory they hold in their bodies, to teach them to integrate these experiences and finally transcend the old memory. That's how you become a warrior of memory. You can only become a warrior of memory with kindness, with grace. This is what exactly creates the version of them, the version that succeeds. And that's the reason why my students not only make a lot of money, but transforms the world, changes their clients at a deep internal level, are creating such magic, not only uh, on social media with their post, but also in real life. And that's the reason they have such beautiful testimonials because they have the capacity to work with their clients at a root level. And that's why they always over deliver for the amount of money they charge. This is what you are going to experience if you join ATEPS, if you happen to be a coach, if you are a healer, if you're a therapist, and you are obviously looking to make money. That's the central theme of ATEPS. But you are also looking to bring in a change. You are, you are looking to find a lens by which you can witness the world in a very different way. You are looking to uh, examine people's thoughts and feelings from a trauma-informed perspective. And you are genuinely, genuinely interested in contributing to this world in the most positive manner and let those ripples flow out to wherever they go. And if you are that, then ATEPS is the end of your journey, my friend. This is the place where you must be. We are beginning on the 1st of October. And on episode number 18, yeah, episode number 18, I have spoken about ATEPS uh, profusely, what ATEPS contains, um, all the modules, I've described all the modules, all the contents of ATEPS I have spoken about in great detail, right? So in this podcast, if you still don't know about ATEPS, go to episode number 18 and listen to everything that you ever wanted to or ever needed to know about ATEPS, my business and money coaching program. So it's starting on the 1st of October and it's a lifetime program where you and I meet every single week to work on our thoughts, our feelings, the way we show up in the world, the way we work with clients, the way we heal them and contribute to the world. And obviously the way we grow, expand and transform our business to make a ton load of money. And if you haven't joined yet, please do so. Become a warrior of memory. There are also EMI options available at this moment. We may not have them in the future, but at this moment, we have them available. So all you have to do is go to my Instagram at Dr. Gaurav Deka and click on the link in my bio and just tap on the first tab that reads ATEPS, my lifetime coaching program. Also, please, please feel free to drop me a DM there. I always am interested in um, listening to all of you, knowing your questions and doubts and um, welcoming you into ATEPS. Thank you so much, guys.
lots and lots and lots of love to you. See you next week. And some of you, I'm going to see you inside ATEX next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are willing to change your business and money reality, head to my free coaching community on Facebook called You Are Money. Link is in the show notes. And do not forget to leave a review on Spotify.com or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much.